0: Hi there and welcome to episode 7 of the 10 Years in Marketing podcast. Today is going to be a little bit different. I'm going to share with you um, audio from a video that I've made all about how I built a SaaS app, okay? Now a SaaS app is a software as a service app. I built this last year and you're going to hear about how i done it and the process. So this is audio from a video. Now it's slightly longer than my usual podcast. It's going to run about 20 minutes. Um, The video is over on the blog post, so I do recommend you look at the show notes, go over to the blog and actually see some of the examples, um, images, images of how I sketched out the SaaS app, how I got it built, all that kind of stuff. So the video there as well, you can actually just watch the video, but I do recommend jumping over to the blog either way and just seeing some of the examples, especially if you're interested in making your own SaaS apps. Okay, so a little bit different, is the audio from that video, but enjoy. Hopefully you get some good inspiration of how you can quickly build a SaaS app for yourself or for your own idea of a business maybe you want to create. So enjoy. Hi there, welcome back to another video. David here from davidfrosdick.com. Today I'm gonna talk to you and show you how I built a SaaS app and done nothing with it yet, okay? So I'm gonna walk you through everything I've done to build an app. I've got some notes here of what I sketched up. Now, whenever you're coming up with a SaaS app, or if you come up with an idea, typically that revolves around solving a problem. So what is your problem? What are you gonna solve? That's the first thing that you wanna look at. Now, if you've already got that idea and you already know it solves a problem, then you are one step ahead of a lot of other people. Now, most of the best SaaS apps out there, and also some of the most wealthiest businesses and entrepreneurs, they develop their wealth from obviously creating or solving problems. So their products usually solve a problem. And that applies to so much, um, especially in the online world or any kind of physical product. Even you create a physical item, does your product solve someone's problem? And in those cases, if you can solve someone's problem, you can actually make a lot of money from it or you can build a great business, okay? So if you've got an idea and a problem, a problem that you're facing, is there a solution for it? So you're looking at basically a problem maybe something to code that problem or to produce a product to create that problem. And then you've got to test that product and then you've got to get that product to market, usually an MVP, what we call MVP, which is a minimal viable product. Um, so for me, my problem was scheduling content into Buffer. Now that might sound crazy. For those of you that know Buffer, Buffer is a social media marketing tool and it allows you to schedule loads of content out to your social media networks like um, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Pinterest and so on, okay? So Buffer is an awesome tool. Now my problem wasn't with Buffer, my problem was actually just with the speed it was taking me to get content into Buffer. Now if you are a social media manager and you're scheduling up to 15 posts a day on different networks, you'll know my pain point and that was the time it takes to write that content out. Um, even using the Buffer um, app for Chrome, you can highlight pieces of text and schedule it into your Buffer account. And even doing that just takes up time. If you've got a 3,000 word post and you wanna start breaking that up and using that as different pieces of social content, it takes a lot of time. Now for me, that process can be sped up. I knew right away that I, there's tools already out there that allow you to take that content, churn it up into loads of um, text and just get it into your social account. Well, getting into your social account was the bit that my solution solved, okay? so. Um, that was my problem. Now, if you're scheduling that content, you'll know and you wanna put images as well. It just takes forever. So I wanted a tool that could just instantly take a blog post, turn that into loads of text, and then I could push that text into Buffer. Okay, so that was my solution that was solving my problem. My problem was the time it was taking me. I just wanted to be able to um, put in a blog post, find any blog post that i would just written, take that content, um, break it all down, and then just queue it into my Buffer account. So that is what my um, SaaS app done, and that was called Refub. Okay, so that was my problem. My problem was socialing content, so just getting content into social media quick enough. So next thing I had to do was get that pro- project coded, drafted up, and built. So what i done is i done loads of sketches of what I wanted my app to look like, and, For you if you're doing this, you might want to draft up some sketches of your app and things or what you want it to look like and also write a brief. So you want to write a brief up of what you want your tool to do. So for me, my tool was like a web scraper and I knew I had to build a kind of web scraper that could scrape web pages, okay? So that's what my tool done. Now if we just look here, I'll show you this, um, all my drafts and things of what I sketched up and what I wanted the um, app to look like. So I got my paper, started drawing out things like login screens. Um, For me, I wanted my app to um, have a login. They would log in, they would connect it to their Buffer account, um, and from there, they would choose their social networks, and then they would scrape the URL, and um, they could log in and stuff into the site. Once they logged into the site, um, the scraped URL results would show here, and it would show all the content that had been scraped, and then they could choose different social networks that they wanted to share it to, and they could queue individually or they could queue all. And then they could do things like deselect and select all and things, okay? So that was kind of the basis of my tool. My idea was to take a blog post, scrape it, to so take out all the text between the P tags, the HTML P tags, take that out and then put that content into um, my app and then from my app choose to what I wanted to schedule into Buffer, okay? Um, I then put up some notes as well, showing like what things I wanted to happen, how the queue, what would happen after the queue, how I wanted things to look, okay. Um, The other side we had, just jump here, you can see I had another, this is another login and password reset area. I wanted people to be able to connect to buffer, reconnect and disconnect, um, change their email, subscribe to the blog, change password and things like that. So that's just like the general account page I had set up. I also drafted up pictures of how, sort of roughly how it would look in the site. So there's the URL they put in. There's a result, a processing page to show what was processing when it was getting scraped. A saved page, um, stuff that had been queued and archived. And then I also sketched, I think, another results page. So this was like a page showing how, how it would look afterwards. If someone clicked on the save page, they could see previous URLs that they had scraped and they could choose to view or delete those. And, you know, star things as, save, uh, as favorite and archiving and things, okay? So that's generally my brief that I gave to the developer. So I wrote up a brief and I sketched all these different things, layouts of how I wanted just the, save, uh, the basic app to look. And from there, we then built what we call an MVP, which is Minimal Viable Product basically something absolute, minimal, bare bones that you can put to market and just get people to test it. So that was that initial idea of getting it coded. Now, to do that, I went onto to People Per Hour. There's other freelance sites you can find. I use People Per Hour. I found someone locally in the UK who could code this project for me and I employed him to do it and he began work on that brief using all my sketched up, my mock-ups and all things that I'd written, okay? Um, the main things we had to do was connect to the Buffer API. So we coded that, we connected, um, registered for a buffer API account, connected to buffer, that connected back to the site. So when you logged into our site, and my app, you re, you connected to your buffer account and it redirects you back to the SAS app. That then allows you to queue your content into buffer. Okay, you can have like thousands of posts queued in buffer. So that was the beauty of it. So you had to get the API, API connection working. We then wanted to send transactional emails like uh, login, password reset emails. We used to send grid for that. So we had to set up a SendGrid account, connected that to the site as well. So that allowed us to send um, login and password request emails when people forgot their um, password, obviously. So they're the sort of most technical things. Now I'm not a coder. You can go and do this as well. You can employ someone to do the coding for you. That's exactly what i done. I sketched it, I wrote the brief, posted the job and then found someone to do it. And he began work on it. So we had the bare bones of that after four weeks or so. Um, I think it cost about 600 pounds to get all that done. I got it coded and it was working. An app that was working, we were connecting to Buffer and then we were scheduling stuff into Buffer. I'll show you in a moment how that looks. So we've got a problem, we found a problem, we found a solution for it, which is my app. Um, and then we got it coded and got it built. Okay, so that was the two first two steps. And um, the next thing is really getting users in the right space and also then marketing it out to people. So for me, I was in the Buffer community, the Slack community they had. They just actually put, moved over to Slack community. And I was already in there with people using social media, chatting and stuff. So I got some people on board from there, Alfred who works with them, I believe he still works with them now, um, one of the marketers there. I got some other developers on board. I went to one of the Buffer meetups actually in London and connected with some people. Got some users in it, got some people from that community inside and using the app and playing around with it and testing it. So that was quite good. One key thing is if you're developing a SaaS app, make sure you get in front of the right people. You wanna make sure you're already either in that community or you're reaching out and connecting to the people who you know will be using your app. So obviously everyone in the Buffer community is using Buffer, so they are the perfect audience to test my app. If I can speed up their process of scheduling content into Buffer and make their lives easier, then I've got a great product. Um, Okay, so we got that file, we got it all working, got things tested, got some people using it. I then began reaching out to the big guys like Joel and Leo, some of the investors at the time in Buffer. Um, Do that through Twitter, finding out their investors, finding out their names. There's loads of tools out there you can use to search for people's email addresses. There's also tools you can use to track if an email has been read. Okay, so there's lots of tools like that as well. I've got videos on my YouTube channel, you can actually see those, how to track different emails. So I did, I made a video for Joel, um, I sent him a video at the demo showing in the product. I emailed Leo who worked at the time, he doesn't work with them now, emailed Leo as well and a couple of their investors. Leo got back to me, he actually got back, he tried to set up an account, didn't get that going. Um, I re- emailed him and a couple of replies back and forth and that kind of died down. Um, I didn't get a reply from Joel, I tracked his email as well Um, I didn't get that one opened, I don't think my tracking showed for that, Um, but Leo replied, I reached out to another investor of theirs who, um, a couple of emails back and forward, um, didn't really get him set up with a test account, but can't give up with that kind of stuff, you just got to get people using it and seeing how it works. So key point there is to find out people in the audience and then reach out to the big guys and see if you can get those people to test your platform and get it going. So that was like one of the third steps that I really, the main thing I want to do is reach out to um, that audience. once you have people testing your product, you can then go and um, obviously get feedback from them, fix bugs, repair bugs, then get them to test it again, okay? So that's really um, such an important thing of having beta testers to run through and test products for you. Um, What else did we do? Uh, The tool itself, I had like um, an advanced list of all the different features I wanted it to do, okay? Um, What I'll do now is I'll show you the demo video that I made for Refub, the little demo video that we had on the website. So once I had a minimal viable product, I then built a landing page or a website to collect interest for it um, while all the other coding was going on. So what you've got to do is, once you start reaching out to your audience, you've got to think of the things to happen to get those beta users ready for when you are ready to get this product going. So I had a landing page up, made a little demo video and just the basic stuff. What it showed, exactly what, tool done. I'm going to show that demo video now and you can watch it. This is what I made. This was two years ago I made this, so have a look at the little demo video. To use Refub simply enter the URL of the blog post that you want to pull content from. Click on pull content, scroll down to review the content that you want to add into your buffer queue. You can choose to deselect certain networks if you don't want that content added. And then from here, you can choose Queue All, or you can queue individual items into Buffer. Once you go into Buffer, you can see your content is in the queue, ready to be sent, and also includes a link to the blog post where you're pulling content from. And inside Twitter, it will also show the link back to that same article. We're also pulling content from WooCommerce. We're looking to pull in content from Shopify and Pinterest making it easier for you to get your content into your buffer queue. So that's pretty much the little demo, it pretty much says what it is. I'm gonna show you another video a bit more advanced here inside um, the actual refub, the tool that schedules um, content. So once you go inside, you put in your URL of the blog post you want to scrape, okay? You put it in there, and from there, it pulls in the content from that blog post and it lays it out in a format that you can see all the different text broken down. On the right-hand side, you've got all the content, sorry, all the social accounts that you can share to at the moment. You know, we had uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook. Okay, so you could see that. You then have the deselect, select select all, you could select all of Twitter, select all of Facebook, and so on, to make things as easy as possible, okay? So you could schedule content and deselect or pre-select where you wanted that content to go to. You know, so if you didn't want something to go into Twitter, um, you didn't have to, you could turn it off and it'd only go into LinkedIn and Facebook. Okay, so that was pretty much how the tool went. Once you schedule it, you then um, posted it or queued it to Buffer, you got a success message telling you it had gone there. And then you could go into your Buffer account and you could see what you just scheduled. Now the key thing was with this is it also linked back to the blog post URL that you pulled in. So when you posted a link, posted content to Buffer, every piece of content had a link back to the blog post um, that you'd scrape the content from. The idea of this, obviously, with social stuff is to share and get people to click through to go and read your content, okay? That's why people put stuff on social media. Now, back when I built this, at the time, one of the things with social content was that you could, for example, Twitter, you could retweet everything as many times as you liked, it just didn't matter. So when you po- posted loads of content to Buffer, you would schedule it again to be, you know, two weeks later it would go out again. The same content, exactly the same tweet. Okay, that was possible. Until last year, they changed that and they made it now so you can't retweet the same tweet anymore. And Buffer even stops you from doing that. It says this tweet went out before, you need to change it. So now you have to physically edit the content and things. So that's why my tool I think now is more important than ever because you can scrape an entire blog post You have all this different content ready to go from your one blog post as well as images because it did scrape in images as well. And you then, so you've got unique content. So if one blog post, two, 3000 words long, there's a lot of tweets there, okay? There's a lot of social content you can make up for that. So that was the beauty of it now is that you can create that unique content whereas before we could just retweet stuff willy nilly as we did. Okay, so that's kind of how the tool worked. Um, uh, You've got it go in push that content into Buffer, and then you could um, from there choose to schedule it. One of the good things, or one of some other ideas we had was to have things like um, an export feature, so you could export um, content from Refub. It's a CSV file, which means you could then put it into things like MeetEdgar, um, Hootsuite, and other social sharing platforms. Um, I also want to be able to save all your previous scrapes so you could go back and just pull that content in again saves you having to do it again. Um, And then also from there you could choose whether you wanted to like delete it or archive it and use it again, or just see your history of scrapes that you ever had. Um, And there's loads of different ideas you get once you start creating these products. But the main thing is to get this minimal viable product launched. And inside the actual um, refurb account we logged in, I created like a feature list of features that were coming, things that were fixing, bug fixes and all that kind of stuff. and that's pretty much it. And I actually done nothing with this SaaS app. I built it, I used it quite a bit for myself um, and I was using it at the time scheduling content, but I wasn't getting more people in there and we weren't, um, I suppose I wasn't adding all the new features and I didn't really grow it. And right now it's sort of a time to maybe sort of reignite this and get this app going again because the fact is we can need unique content to go into our social accounts. Um, so really this video is to show you how I built it. Um, If you're listening to this on a podcast, you can obviously go and watch the video on my blog and also see all the images and things I'll put together on there. Um, But this is really to inspire you. If you have an idea for a SaaS app, if you have an idea for a product, go and mock it up, write something up, draft it up, put it into one of these freelance sites like Freelancer, People Per Hour, um, Upwork, and find a local developer to build something for you. You don't have to be a coder. You don't have to be anything like that. As long as you can find someone who can do the work and you can pay them, then you know you can get something built exactly like I've done. I've got this built, um, I spent 600 pounds on it and it's built and it was working. Um, right now it's not working, a few bugs kicked in, buffer changed some stuff with API, I need to refix that and get it going. But if you've got an idea for something, go out and try this. If you've got an idea for a physical product, nowadays with these um, printer, you know, these um, 3D printers, you can draft something up and even get a 3D of it made before you go and try and pitch the idea to get it, you know, properly made and a factory and scaled and things. So um, there's so much opportunity right now to come up with SaaS ideas, SaaS projects, SaaS apps, web apps, mobile apps, um, and even physical products. You know, so don't ever think, you know, this is not going to work. If you can solve a problem, you've got a good idea get it to market, you know, get the MVP, get a minimal framework of that product built. Um, Pat Flynn and Caleb just launched a um, mobile phone video stand. It's like this um, uh, video, it's like a gimbal, but it's, it's not a gimbal, it's a handheld a frame and you can spin out of it and put your camera down and keep vlogging from it, or you can pick it up quickly and, you know, record, hold it and record. And they built this. They got a frame, a little model done, the framework, and then done a Kickstarter, and it just blew up Kickstarter and they sold it, and they're now getting the whole thing built. But they came up with an idea, mocked up the product. That's a physical product, okay? They mocked it up and got it built, okay? You can go and do this. If you can solve a problem or make something easier than your competitor is already doing, create it, have a go at creating it. Don't just think that, um, you know, uh, Well, if someone's doing that, you know, there's no point me doing it. Don't even try and come up with sometimes these things that have just never been done before. Fair enough, you know, you can come up with these ideas and they do well, but it's much easier to improve something that's already out there. And if you can do it better, there's a high chance you can be very successful by improving the way people do things or a service or a platform or a product, okay? So that is the video. I know it's a long one, but I just want to show you the app, how it works. If you're a developer and you want to get involved in this, feel free to reach out to me. I've got bugs to fix, stuff like that. Um, It could be a nice little app, it could work. The idea of this is to help people get more content quicker into their buffer accounts, or even into other social media accounts, like I said, with the export features. But yeah, reach out to me if you're interested. Thanks for watching this video. Please go out there, do some mock-ups, sketch this kind of stuff, go and create your own um, little SaaS apps and get them built. You know, if you've got an idea, even for a mobile app, Go and mock something up, draw it, post your project somewhere and look for a developer. Okay, so good luck. That's my SaaS app, it's called Refub. The URL is getrefub, I'll put the notes below this video. And if you want more vlogs and stuff coming from me, please subscribe to my channel here on YouTube or you can subscribe to me if you listen to this via my podcast on iTunes. Um, I'll be back soon and thanks for watching. Bye for now. Okay, well, that's it. That's a slightly different podcast to usual. Thanks so much for listening to this show. Um, I'll be back with another 10 minute or so episode next week. If you do have a chance, jump over to YouTube, subscribe to my channel. You can watch some of my other videos there. And as always, please subscribe on iTunes and leave me a review. If you've got a spare minute, your reviews really do help other people when they come to listen to my show. The show notes are there. There's all my links. If you have any questions about this episode or future episodes or past episodes, you can find links in the show notes. Where you can post me a message or a question and I will answer it from there. As always, thanks for listening. I'll be back in your ears soon. Bye for now.